What's up, guys? Before we jump in the show, I want to tell you about Get Around. If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app, and you can literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. Go to get.co backslash bsn and receive $15 off your first rental, or visit get.co backslash bsn to sign up for free and rent your car out and start making some money fast. Let's jump into the show. Broncos country is Sitting in the south stands Drinking the curves from mile high The best part of the weekend Hugging a perfect stranger As they become a friend Having a good time Welcome into the BSN Broncos podcast. Ryan Konigsberg and Zach Stevens coming to you from a snow tornado. I'm scared, Ryan. <laughs> I'm scared of, of. I think they're calling it a bomb cyclone. <laughs> Is that a real thing? I honestly feel like they made that up yesterday. <laughs> like, what is bomb? What do bombs have to do with this? <laughs> I have no idea. What do cyclones have to do with this? I'll tell you what. When I was outside earlier today. It was it was raining sideways, but it smelled like the ocean, <laughs> and and I thought that was a great thing. But then I thought, you know, the ocean kind of smells fishy. That's probably that probably turns a lot of people off. Yeah, I'm not gonna go there with <laughs> smelling fishy and turning off. But um, I feel like it's not gonna snow that much. That's my official prediction. But it is snowing pretty hard right now. Uh oh. Uh oh. So I feel it's like going to be short lived. Until like eight hours later, I'm I'm stuck in here with eight feet of snow. I mean, the Pac-12 tournament starts today, so Ooh, we can just watch that all day. Man, this should be one week from now. But I guess the Pac-12 is good enough. What do you mean? Like one week from now is not the start of oh. the... I guess it's eight days from now. Yep. Nothing better than the first two days of, of March Madness. Broncos better get all their signings out of the way so there's nothing that, that weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's a big day today. We have no idea any of the moves the Broncos are going to make. <laughs> New league year starts. Anything could happen. All the players are still available. Who is it? Jared Valdir is your right tackle. Case Keenum's <laughs> your quarterback. I guess Vic Fangio is your head coach right now, but that's how the team looks. Yep. Uh, b- big changes on the horizon, <laughs> one would assume. Um, seriously, though, they can't get these guys in here. No. What about a doomsday scenario? Are we are we talking an Elvis Doomerville yes. Doomsday scenario? Elvis Doomerville. <laughs> there we go. I'm just saying. Let's just what if they can't get Juwan James and uh, Kareem Jackson in here today because of the, the no flights are coming in and out. Mm-hmm. And then oh I don't know they just happen to be in Miami and mm-hmm. want to sign a contract down there. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw Anthony Barr do that yesterday. Oof, man, that'd be some drama. Yeah, he's probably going to be barred from New York. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't like that. I just don't like that. Because they should be in here right now. You know, speaking of this, really quick, there's some, I don't want to say buzz, but there's some people speculating that Joe Flacco could demand a new contract right now. And he owns all the power. And he could say, look, I'm not going to play for you guys unless I'm given guaranteed money. 
What do you think about that? So I saw someone say that. And my first reaction was, what do you mean he has all the leverage? He's lucky to be on a team that wants him. Mm. And he might just look at it that way. And that's kind of how I'd expect him to look at it. But he very well could walk in the building and say, look, I'm not coming back until I have, uh, uh, you know, it's nice to meet you guys, but I'm not coming back here until I have guaranteed money on my deal. Mm-hmm. What in the world could the Broncos do in that situation? They would say, well, you know what? We have Garrett Grayson on our <laughs> roster, so we're fine. Do they still have Garrett Grayson <laughs> on the roster? I don't even know. He'd be the only one that they could have, though. Uh, either, either the Broncos would say, okay, how much do you want? John wouldn't say how much do you want, but they would probably guarantee what this first year. And that's right. That's not already guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, come on that. That's not a big deal. But what if he said, I want the second year fully guaranteed. And what's the third year? I think it's 24 million and half of the third year fully guaranteed. What if he demanded that? Does John Elway give in? Do you try to meet somewhere in the middle or do you say, you know, we're moving on from you. We're going to go to the draft. I don't know, man, because they should. Like, they, you can't get finessed by Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. I mean, I would call up the Cardinals right now and see what they're wanting for Josh Rosen, you know? So at least then, you, then you have, you're back right. in a leverage position. Right. Um, and then you're not waiting for the draft. Exactly. But, man, that is um, a scary proposition. Because Joe Flacco really could say, "What do you think? I need to play. I'll just retire." Honestly, he he had he does have the power. And what are the? Oh man, could you imagine the Broncos? Joe doing this at like one fifty-five p.m. right before trades and everything become official, and the Broncos saying, "You know what, Washington? We're actually going to keep Case Keenum," and then trying to mend that relationship. I mean, you can't do that. It case case is gone, and what are you gonna do? Who's a free agent quarterback out there? Tyrod Taylor. I mean, are are you talking to him in order to get Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco's attention? I don't know what you're doing. I think you would have to hope. I think you you just have to hope that this stuff has already been, um, sh- you know, shaken out behind the scenes. Like when when he was here for the physical, John's like, uh, you okay with the contract? Right, eighteen mil this year sounds good. Joe's like, oh yep. Yep, sounds good. If anything, if he wants guarantees, then he has to restructure and take less money. Mm. And you'd be willing to do that, wouldn't you? Or you'd yeah. be willing to, to explore it? I would happily move him down to like a $15 million cap hit this year and guarantee a little bit of the second year and maybe a tiny bit of the third year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think John would too because uh, the more the longer this has gone on, the more it seems like he is – the plan, not just a bridge. Yeah, man. Hopefully he wasn't reading uh, any of our articles from the Combine. He'll know he really has the leverage. <laughs> Look, I know you guys think of me this way, so you better lock me up. He's like, so I was reading here on bsnnever.com, <laughs> and it says here, quote, perfect fit, top 10 quarterback, and this. But it's funny because my money doesn't reflect that. <laughs> Zero guarantees, huh? Well, what if he takes uh, the – a B route or potentially the OBJ route and says, now I've been traded. Give me the guarantees. Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of owners were really upset and GMs were really upset with what the Raiders allowed a B to do to them. He was like, you can't just walk in on a contract and say like, Nope, yep. I don't like this one. Give me a new one. I mean, what he, he was 
pretty much a free agent. He got to choose where he wanted to go. He didn't want to go to Buffalo, so he nixed that, just like a free agent would be able to choose that. And then once he got to the new team, he dictated the terms of that contract. Yeah, that's not how that's supposed to work <laughs> in a trade. And he just like went in there, and there was no guaranteed money, and he would have ended up with $30 million guaranteed. Yep, highest so you, paid wide receiver. He could totally do that to the Broncos if he wanted to. Yeah, is a quarterback? Are you kidding me? That's just... Why wouldn't... I guess the only reason he wouldn't is just like he's appreciative of the Broncos for wanting to give him a chance. What a nice dude. He looks nice, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I've heard... He's not the nicest dude in the world, but a lot of winners aren't the nicest dudes in the world. Mm, that's true. That is that is very interesting. And so today, Joe Flacco will officially become a Bronco. That trade will officially go through. Uh, and then, of course, Juwan James can officially sign. Now, if they're not able to get into Denver, they can sign online and, and virtually sign. I would expect that to happen today. Uh, I would also expect the Kareem Jackson signing to happen today. But, Ryan... Let's say we're sitting here tomorrow and only Joe Flacco has been announced. Or, or let's say Kareem Jackson has been announced. Should we be nervous if one of these guys isn't officially announced in 24 hours? I would. <laughs> I'd be nervous if it's not announced right at 2 p.m. or whatever. Yeah. I think they'll give Joe Flacco like an hour, then they'll give Kareem Jackson an hour, then they'll give Juwan James an hour. That would be the way I would do it. And then we'll see if Flacco gets his uh, Flacco Thursday before the other two get their Friday with this storm. No one's getting in anything <laughs> this week, I don't think. Mm, yeah. That's what I would guess. Yeah. Push it all till Monday and Tuesday. The Flacco Monday. Yeah, exactly. Nothing more exciting than Flacco on Monday night. Monday night Flacco. <laughs> I mean, what? If, the only thing I could say is what if the, hopefully they flew him in yesterday. To be here today to sign at 2 o'clock. Yep. I guess with Flacco, they don't need him to sign, do they? No, no. Flacco. But the other guys could sign virtually. That was the whole... They do e-cigs now? (laughs) Man. Could you imagine that? Now you don't even need to, like, sign anything. You just just type your name. Could you imagine doing that for, what, $32 million guaranteed if you're Juwan James? Just a little e-signature? Yep. I think that's what I did on my... uh... My latest lease, my mm, apartment. Pretty much same value, right? Yeah. 32 mil? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> living in Denver, it might as well be a $32 million contract. And that's why Joe's going to say, give me the guarantee. This Denver is too expensive. God, man. No one had thought of this. Mm-mm. So, hat tip to Brandon Stokely. He's the first person I saw that brought it up. Me too. And he's coming from a player's perspective. Yep. Who knows quarterbacks? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know, man. You're really in a bad position when he's the only one that's on the ro- the only quarterback on the roster. Oh yeah, and there's no one else out there. And we know John doesn't want to sit. I mean, Joe has all the ammunition. John will say, "Okay, well, you know what? Um, the with the with uh, Nick Foles going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, we can pick up a quarterback in the draft." And Joe's just gonna say, "No, buddy." Um, less than a month ago, you said you don't have time to sit back and wait for a quarterback for three years. You're not going to draft one. Hmm. That would be crazy. You would just hope this would have been communicated before the trade became official. Like, you've had a month to say this. But why? Then he loses some value, so some leverage. I don't know. I just feel like it's not something you want to do, uh, w- like, just instantly fracture your relationship. 
But if you're the if you're the quarterback, that I mean, I agree with you. But if you're the quarterback, you got all the power. They're at your will. Again, hopefully Joe <laughs> doesn't need a podcast to listen to on his way because you're really talking him into it right now. Uh, it's a good point. It really is a good point. I I don't know what the answer is because the only answer it like the only answer to why he wouldn't do that is like he's just happy to have a team that wants him to play exactly he's a he's a good guy and he's the starting quarterback right I mean because there has to be something to be said for that he sat there with his arms folded watching his his successor fail miserably in a playoff game as as half his teammates were saying Joe we want you to be our quarterback yeah that's uh, there's no way he felt good about that and so now he's coming to a place where they're calling him a perfect fit they, they, you know, they think he's the quarterback of the future. They're not going to draft a guy. That's got to be worth something to him. But if he really wanted to, he has all the leverage. And he doesn't necessarily have to do it today. He can do it the in day a before week. OTAs. Exactly. And then, I mean, talk about even more leverage. What are you going to do? Not have a quarterback <laughs> at OTAs? TC McCartney is playing quarterback for you at OTAs? Yeah. I mean, who, you don't have Demarius Thomas anymore to be your emergency quarterback. You don't have Jordan Taylor to be your emergency quarterback. Well, remember, there was one year that Clint Kubiak had to be quarterback for the second team at rookie oh, minicamp or whatever. Goodness. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? John's out there throwing it around. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, could you imagine Peyton coming in for practice? I feel like John could s- still has a stronger arm than Peyton. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, Peyton's faster. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, th- like, I'm thinking in terms of just throwing. Like, you just stand in shotgun, they oh, snap yeah. it to you, and you just throw it. I bet you he could throw it a lot harder than Peyton. He'd, he'd want to. He'd want to prove it to those guys, too. Yeah. Uh, man. Oh, that's so dirty. Especially, I mean, and then let's, let's say he did pull that on you. Well, now you have this additional $20 million and you can't do anything with it because everyone's signed and you've lost all your good players. You've lost your Matt Paradis. You've, you've lost your Bradley Roby and all your top free agents are gone. What about this though? As a reason for him not to do that. These fans would be so willing to turn on him in, in a second. If you turn on John Elway and you turn on the Broncos. Like they already they're already like like this, like cringing right. trying to force themselves to like Joe Flacco. They're still praying that they draft one. Yeah. I, I mean the fans are just like, ugh, like I guess I'll pretend that I'm okay with this for as long as I possibly can. All it takes is one thing. Joe Flacco tells Broncos he's not coming to the facility until they give him 20 million guaranteed the fans will will turn on him like a pack of rabid dogs who is it more of a bad look for would it be for Flacco or would it be for the Broncos if there was a bit of a holdout um from the fans perspective it would be for the Broncos right from a national perspective or it would be on Joe Flacco right from a national perspective it would be on the Broncos what about teammates how would they view that? I mean, he the guy hasn't even met any of them. They're not going to like it. At least they're not going to love it. I think, a, you know, publicly some guys would say it's a business. You got to get your bag. Like, I get it. But behind the scenes, they're saying, like, dude, we need a quarterback out here. We need we need someone to throw with. Could, literally, we need someone to throw us a ball. Could you imagine? I mean, that would be such a nightmare from a PR perspective 
Uh, that That's all players would be asked until the situation was resolved. Is this what you planned on making the whole first <laughs> segment be about? <laughs> that's not what it says here on the rundown. <laughs> I just thought of it. Today's the day. I expect it's, I expect Joe Joe Flacco to not say one word of this to accept the eighteen million dollars. What's crazy is just zero guaranteed dollars, zero. Yeah, that would be they already the bomb cyclone is already a weird storm. <laughs> this would be a, an SHIT storm <laughs> coming through Denver, a lasting one. Yeah, that's you know, it's gonna smell too. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. You think Greeley's bad? Yeah, it would be just <laughs> Greeley all the time. <laughs> I really hope this doesn't happen because I just feel like that's so awkward. Oh, so awkward. I like Going back to like girlfriend analogies. <laughs> this is like you, you ask a girl to be your girlfriend. She says yes. And then on the first date, she's like, by the way, you have to buy me every meal from now until the end of eternity. <laughs> you're like, whoa, I thought this was like a partnership here. But you're already on that first date, so it's it's awkward to start. Right, like, well, I don't want to go out and find a new girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, the food's already on its way right now. It's not, this is not, not good. It It is not good. I guess should we talk about things that have happened that maybe still aren't very good? You want to talk about all the guys that aren't coming back as well? <laughs> Let's do it. Matt Paradis signed a three-year $27 million deal, $9 million a year, and it seems like there's a lot of opt-outs for the Panthers with Matt's health in this. What do you think of it? The the Broncos could have done this. I think so. I think they could have beat it. But it's what I said yesterday, one-year deal. That's reportedly what the Broncos offered him, and they didn't want to go more than one year. And I don't know if that was... John just being John and, and not crossing the line that he's drawn, the invisible line that he made up, or if the Broncos are that afraid of his injury, um, and, and maybe it's injury concerns because of the double hip surgery than last year's leg, or if it's just the leg itself, but they, it, it, it's, it's crazy that they wouldn't offer more than one year because when he's healthy, you know what Matt Paradis is on the field. There's no questions about it. But he's he's not I, – I just can't believe that the injury concern would be such a big concern. Something's weird. Yeah. Because 3 for 27, which is really, I mean, going to end up – what were the guarantees? I think the first year was guaranteed, and that was it. That was doable for the Broncos, especially because it comes out yesterday – that the cap hit on Kareem Jackson is only like five, uh, six million in year one. Yeah. So, seemed the, like you were saving some money. Right. They had they had something to work with there, but I don't, I don't think they ever, like Matt Paradis was like number four or five priority for them. Yeah, he was. And here here's the weird thing: they offered him nine million dollars a year last year before the season started, um, uh, according to reports. Paradis countered with $13 million a year, hoping that they would settle right around the $11 million range, which would make him the highest-paid center in the league. Uh, and the Broncos didn't budge. And that was the end of the contract talks, and nothing happened from there on out. $9 million last year would have made him, I believe, the fifth-highest-paid center. And Matt said, no, I want to be number one. 
What was my predict? Did I predict yesterday that he was going to end up with a different team that wasn't the Broncos or the Jets? I think yep. that was my official prediction. Yep, for for four for forty four. Well, yeah, that was wrong. But I mean, that just shows how undervalued. How he about was. the Broncos nailing his market value? So this is where you are. This is your value. It's nine million. Yep, and that's where it ended up. Yep, and the the, I think he was just so offended that his own team wouldn't pay him last year. And so offended that his own team wouldn't pay him before free agency started. And so offended that the Broncos wouldn't change that one-year offer even when teams were offering more than one year. Sounds kind of soft to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just Right honest. as he moves on. <laughs> I'm just saying that's kind of soft. Um, so like, did, it, this is a business. And they were right about your market value. Yeah. It's not as if they lowballed you. You might have thought it was a lowball offer at the time, but that's what you got. So that's exactly what your value was. So did John make a mistake? Should he have stepped up and said, "You know what? We are offering you one for nine. We'll we'll offer you three for twenty-seven. You know what? We'll offer you three for twenty-eight in order to convince you to come back." Ask me when a snap skips through uh, Joe Flacco's legs next year. Ah, uh, and Connor McGovern, the last what? Three weeks of the season, anytime Case Keenum was in shotgun, those balls were going every which way. Yeah, like a shotgun. <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I would assume with a year of work, um, you know, all the practice, all the work he's done at six years strength, snapping the ball. I've seen him literally there practicing, snapping the ball. Um, you'd think he would lock it in. But I wouldn't rule out the possibility of the Broncos drafting a center in the mid-rounds and just starting him right away. And he'd be the guy. Yep. And then Connor McGovern's a guard? Mm-hmm. Or he's the guard? Or it turns into a three-way competition? Well, I think it could be... Um, I don't know. I think, I think they like um, Elijah Wilkinson. I think they think he could develop. I think you know everyone's getting better under Munchak in their eyes. So I think that's a possibility. And, and McGovern just moving to center could also be a possibility. I would also keep Sam Jones on your radar. I think the Broncos are fairly confident that he could play center. I think all of this is playing into why they didn't want to pony up for Matt Paradis. Remember last year when Elijah Wilkinson was a tackle? And because they, they had to, they were desperate, they moved him to guard. And Mike Munchak, or not Mike Munchak, um, offensive coordinator, why am I blanking Bill on? Musgrave. Bill Musgrave was asked a question. I don't remember what it was, and he was just flabbergasted. He was like, yeah, I guess these guys are just better at these other positions. We really didn't know about that. Maybe, Mike Munchak, maybe he, he's known forever and looks at, at one game of film from Elijah Wilkinson and says, what have you guys been doing the past two years? Of course this guy's a guard. In fact, uh, he he's going to be a very good guard, and they're so comfortable with that guard position that they think they can make Connor McGovern uh, a serviceable to good center, and then they're feeling really good about this line. Uh, could be, but I mean, if you look at Elijah Wilkinson's body, he looks like a tackle. He doesn't look like a guard. Kind of the same way that when you look at Garrett Bowles, he looks more like a guard than a tackle. That's for sure. Just saying. Yep. And I'll get killed for that again. But that that's just I don't know. I think I think it was a fluke that it all worked out. 
I mean, with the line of what was the line? Bulls. Who's left guard? I mean, guard? which one? What line? Um, what when they went on the little streak? Max Garcia. Was he playing left guard? I think so. Oh, <laughs> um, Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern, Elijah Wilkinson, Billy Turner. Wow. No, I think Billy Turner was playing left guard at one point. At one point, but then yeah, because Jared Valdir, I think he came back from injury, and that's when Billy Turner was at guard. But I think it was Garcia when Turner was the right <laughs> tackle. <laughs> Jeez, man. What's up with Max Garcia? He's just chilling? Yeah, he's just chilling. <laughs> waiting right. to get... Probably, he's probably going to get $7 million. I was going to say, I, I mean, I feel like he's started enough games to get into the uh, the realm of we're just going to pay you because we need players. I mean, speaking of guys the Broncos l- have loved in the past, and maybe it was just the coaching staff, not necessarily John Elway. Do you remember, I mean, Vance was putting him in the Bradley Roby conversation of, yeah, oh, we view him as a starter. It's like, no, he's he literally doesn't see the field until someone's injured. Yeah. Oh, man, there's been some dark times <laughs> around here. Um, I, I Like I said, I could see Sam Jones. I could honestly see Sam Jones starting at center week one and McGovern at right guard. I could see McGovern starting at center and Wilkinson at right guard. I could see... Player X, who was drafted in the fourth round, starting at center, and McGovern at right guard. Can you see, well, and obviously you can see a new left tackle in the first round, and Garrett Bowles at right guard. Yeah. I, I would, you can't I see would the like Garrett to see Bowles part try. or the tackle part? I, could, I can't see the Garrett Bowles part. Really? I think, I mean, I can, I can personally see it. I think if they're drafting tackle in the first round, they might try to trade Garrett Bowles. For what? Pennies on the dollar? Yes. That would be the ultimate admission. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a, a good conversation with Jared Still last night on Twitter. and oh, you are going to say Jared Valdir. <laughs> well, it was about Jared Valdir, uh, about who's the what, what's the backup tackle issue now? What, what do you do? Do you sign Jared Valdir? I guess you do have to keep Garrett Bowles as, uh, as a swing tackle. Swing tackle. He's your Billy Turner. That's a cheap swing tackle, too. Right. Right, exactly. Because, I don't know, what what is Jared Valdir going to get? I want to say you sign him to a one-year, $2 million contract, and he just sits back as a veteran tackle. I mean, it's probably going to be one one for five, right? right I was going to say, isn't that like, he's been in the league so long, I don't even know if you're allowed to pay him $2 million. <laughs> it's probably like closer to three and a half or something. Yeah. And... I guess it's a veteran, but wouldn't you just keep Garrett Bowles at that point? Well, yes. I think you do keep Garrett Bowles, even if you, now that I'm thinking about it, what you would do with Garrett Bowles if you drafted Andre Dillard at 10 or at 15 is you say, hey, look, if you want to start, then we'll give you a chance at right guard um, or left guard. And... If it doesn't work out, we're going to keep you on the roster. And honestly, if any position other than center goes down, you're up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're our so first start round. learning. Right. Yeah. Good luck, Mike. Good luck with that. So how do you feel with Bulls at left tackle, Leary at left guard, McGovern at center, Wilkinson or Sam Jones at right guard, and Juwan James at right tackle? I should have stopped you after you said the first one. I'm I'm never going to feel good with Garrett Bowles at left tackle. Hmm. Other than that, I I feel fine. 
I say, you stay healthy, you're good. Now, we we know you never stay healthy. Right. So you got to build depth, but that's the struggle of every NFL team. But are you even more, and, and should you be more concerned and maybe have more of a backup plan, knowing Ron Leary has had injury concerns, is coming off in Achilles, uh, and you know Juwan James misses half a season every other year, and if he follows that pattern, this year's a year where he's going to miss half a season? Or can, or can you not play scared like that? I Because I, I'm not trying to, to play scared. I'm just looking at it in, okay, it's not just preparing for injuries. It's preparing for injuries where you have a history of injuries with your guys. And that's, I mean, I think that's the ongoing struggle in the NFL is there's no depth. There isn't depth at, at offensive line. No one has it. So you have to plan for this type of stuff, knowing very well that you aren't going to have a good plan. There's no one out there saying like, oh, we're too deep on the offensive line. No one. So you need to have a plan. Um, you need to have – and maybe this is this is what their plan is, is to go into the draft very aggressively on the offensive line. And so you take a tackle in the first round, and you take a center in the third and you get a guard in the four, you know, whatever it is, just so you actually have some guys that you believe in on the line. That's what I need in order to feel good about this line. Because right now, when I read through that roster, to be honest, I, I don't feel comfortable with it. And that just points to maybe that's why tackle in the first round, where it at, wherever it is, makes complete sense now. Just as easy as I can make a case for that, I can make a case for cornerback. I can make a case for inside linebacker. Uh, and that's, again, why trading back makes so much sense. But if you get a left tackle, and and for me, Garrett Bowles would slide into that right guard spot. Uh, he probably have the early lead, but I think you'd be able to tell right away if he's like, oh, okay, this is where he's meant to be. Or if it's like, okay, well, he's going to be our backup. You'll, you'll know right away. But then, then you feel good about your left tackle. You feel good about Ron Leary if healthy. Juwan James, you have to feel good about. And then and then you have that depth that you're talking about with Garrett Bowles. Yeah. I mean, though I, I mentioned this when we talked about moving him off a of left tackle into right tackle. I'm just worried about his attitude. Because to learn a new position, you're going to have to be headstrong. And you're going to have to say, Coach Munch, whatever you say is the gospel. And anything you say, I will replicate it at my best abilities. If you're moping with your tail between your legs, saying, I didn't get a good enough chance at left tackle and no one believed in me, then this isn't going to go well. And Elijah Wilkinson is going to start at guard and Garrett Bowles is going to be a, you know, a backup at best. Yep. Yep. So, look, I think he could play guard. In fact, I think... He'd be a great guard. He's fleet of foot. He loves to run block. You know, obviously he's going to have to deal with some very powerful guys inside there, but he's a strong guy. I just, I don't think the, the footwork and the technique involved with left tackle suits him. His technique lets him down so often that almost just being inside where he doesn't have to shift around a lot just feels like it could help him to me. I've always felt that way. Yeah. And and people aren't... I mean, just the holding is right there. Significantly go away. Just from that right there. All right, Ron, what about on the other side of the ball? 
Who won between the Houston Texans and the Denver Broncos? So I put this out on Twitter yesterday, mm. and obviously my um, my fan base, or I don't know what I'm, <laughs> my readership here is uh, a little bit biased, but here was the tweet. In, hypo- in a hypothetical scenario, the Broncos and Texans make a trade. The Broncos get Kareem Jackson, who has three years left on his deal for $33 million. The Texans get Bradley Roby, who has one year left on his deal for $10 million. Who won the trade? Now, like I said, we're I'm only talking to Broncos fans here. Right. Broncos fans, out of three thousand votes, eighty three percent of people said the Broncos won the trade. <laughs> of course. But I actually agree. Uh Kareem Jackson's a better player. He's proven it. Obviously he's older. That's the only thing that sucks here, but his age doesn't really matter when it's a one year deal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because if both guys were on a one year deal, you know they're both playing another year. Yep. And it's, you know, it it cleans out. The Texans, I'm sure, are happy. Clearly, they had, they were done with Kareem Jackson. The same way the Broncos were clearly done with Bradley Roby. Now, I don't know why they felt that way about Kareem Jackson. I know why the Broncos felt that way about Bradley Roby. But it seems like both... Both teams probably feel like they got the better end of this. No, Neither team offered their own guy a contract. They both let them walk and said, thank you for what you've done, but we don't want you back. And to me, it's easy. The Broncos did get the better deal here because even if you want to say Kareem Jackson's older, which is true, it's only a two-year deal. It's a two-year deal for $23 million with a $10 million option for that third year. Uh, and so if he loses a step, well, then you move on from him. It's a two-year deal. I like Kareem Jackson better than Bradley Roby in the second year of his deal, uh, not just speaking of the first year. Bradley Roby is so hit or miss. It Year to year, um, game to game, play to play, you can't have that when you're talking about the cornerback position. If you're talking about the defensive line where, where you're a cohesion and you're a group, yeah, if, if one player isn't there every player, every game, you can make up with it from the guys around you. If a cornerback isn't there, that's going to kill your team. And we saw it happen with the Broncos. Just look at the Jets game. That's when the season collapsed on Bradley Roby's shoulders. And then what happens? Uh, He shows his character by not showing up the next day um, for very skeptical reasons. And that that just, you, you can't have that. You can't sign that guy. And the interesting thing is Bradley Roby, he said this is a, a prove-it deal. Are you kidding? $10 million for a prove-it deal? Good for him. And the Texans are banking that he's going to be that first-round talent. Good luck. Good luck. And maybe Bradley Roby needed a fresh start. Um, and maybe he'll attack it in a different way. I mean, the fact that he's getting a one-year prove-it deal should motivate him. But he was technically on a one-year prove-it deal last year, and he fell flat on his face. Cut his lip right open. <laughs> and i'll uh, tell you about it real quick some breaking news here the redskins are releasing uh linebacker zach brown um who last year ranked as the number three linebacker on pff mm, inside yes inside linebacker um he is a he had an 89.2 rating he is a bigger linebacker though so i don't know if he's the ex- exactly the vic fangio type but just interesting, another guy out there on the market, 6'1", 240. And uh, according to reports, the Broncos are going to sit back the next day or two. This was yesterday, so the next day or two. 
um, and and look at any bargains out there, and they're keeping their eye out on Jeff Hireman. The bargain bin, baby. Hey, that's what happens when you spend the big bucks. Yeah, I mean, you spend you spend heavy at the first two stores. The third store is you're going to the sale rack. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, Zach, let's move on here um, and take a quick break. And when we come back, there's plenty more to talk about. When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area. If I was a customer looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency, hands down, is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you. That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now. I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow-up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a one-time-a-year follow-up that he will sit back and review your file with you. Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible. He's a great person to not only be your agent, but he's a great person to be your friend as well. If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303-996-6509 and mention BSN. Moving along here on the BSN Broncos podcast, we're going to hop into your questions here. Um, but if you are freezing in this bomb cyclone, make sure you check out bsndenverlocker.com. We just got a huge shipment of hoodies in. I uh, tried one on yesterday. It is, I mean, it takes the comfort of the t-shirts to the next level. No way. Well, you got that fuzzy, fuzziness um, of a fresh hoodie. Oh, uh, because the shirt, I didn't think the shirts could get better. Yeah, it's hard to beat the shirts if you're just trying to wear a t-shirt. But when you mix warmth and comfort it just feels like the hoodie is just giving you a hug are you a hoodie guy like you put the hood up no no yeah i mean, I mean if you're, if you're only not a in sock, dire situations if you're not a sock guy you're not gonna be a hoodie guy i feel like those two things are unrelated i don't like what do you mean it like it covers it it protects it warms i'm i don't like my ears being covered i feel like i really rely on my hearing and more I, than any other sense. It reminds me of probably how you feel about your toes. You know, you rely on them a lot when you're moving around, when you're shuffling around. They're like a um, an alligator's tail. Like <laughs> I just use it. For, I use my toes for navigation. <laughs> no, but like I don't like beanies, hoodies, earmuffs, any of those things. Air, In fact, AirPods. I don't like the AirPods. <laughs> Usually, I. Well, unless I'm on a plane, I'll have one. I'll only have one headphone in, just all the time. Yep. You just like keeping your ear to the ground. Yes, exactly. I got <laughs> like, I just gotta know what's going on. Even on a plane, I get really uncomfortable putting both in, but I just like try to put both in and fall asleep. But anytime I like hear a noise, I'm like, what are they saying? Who's talking? What's going on out here? So catch you in the hoodie with the hood down. Yeah, just for swag, because I don't like crew neck sweatshirts. Yeah. Those are tough to fit well. They really are. Glad I'm not the only one who feels that <laughs> way. All right, let's jump into the questions here. And the first one comes in from 719 Sports. It says, Ryan and Zach, if the Broncos are unable to get a deal done with Paradis, how do you feel about keeping McGovern at center? In my opinion, he played well at the position last year. We would then only need to fill right guard, which could be done by possibly bringing in Mike Remmers. 
Don't do that. Uh, would also expect Denver to draft two interior linemen for depth. Any thoughts? Love the articles and podcasts. Keep it up. Yeah, I can see two offensive linemen being drafted, especially with Turner uh, and um, Paradis gone. I feel like Connor McGovern is in the plans to be a starter, whether that's at right guard, whether that's at center. You don't want to go into the draft needing two positions to fill. I could see Connor McGovern being drafted and being the right guard with Connor McGovern being the center. Or like you said, center's not as valued of a position. That's why the Broncos didn't want to pay the big bucks to to Matt Paradis. So draft a center in the third and have Connor McGovern as your right guard. You can't bring in Mike Remmers, right? No. I feel like he would have like PTSD every time he sees Von Miller. (laughs) Von Miller literally ruined his career. What if Von Miller taught him what made him beatable and then he just turns out to be great well hopefully he watched the nfl films <laughs> thing where von miller made him look stupid on <laughs> national television he was like yeah he tipped his pitches yeah probably not a fit probably not a big fan of von miller honestly no probably not a fan of the broncos i mean he went from starting right tackle on a super bowl team to Really bad right guard on a team that was must, much maligned for their terrible offensive line play. Thanks, 58. And guess who else Von Miller ruined that night? Cam Newton. Quarterback. Never been the same. Yep. It's kind of crazy. Mm, Matt Paradis is going to try his best to change that. There's no saving him. <laughs> Did you see the way he was throwing at the end of last season? Why were they making him play? Like... Why were they letting him play or making him play? I don't know which one it was. Is there still any talk of him sitting out this year? I don't know. He just had another surgery. Oh, man. Maybe he needs a Peyton Manning year. Just take it off and then come to the Broncos. I think his shoulder problem started in the Super Bowl (laughs) when he was trying to throw and Von Miller stopped his arm from going forward. Could you imagine? He literally ruined the Carolina Panthers for the next decade. Crazy things happen when you just get embarrassed on a big stage. A 15 and 1 team. Yeah, they, I mean, Cam Newton, unanimous MVP, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's it's hard to believe that team was 15 and 1. Sure didn't look like it. No Cam way. was all over the place that game. His throws were sailing. Yep. Wild. Yep. All right, uh from Thomason. Gents, with Turner and Parrot is lost, does this increase the odds we go O-line in the first round? What are some top linemen that may be available in round two? I think it'd be great to trade back and get Bradbury in the latter half of the first round. Yeah, I think, I mean, Connor McGovern is the guy that I just have my eye on. Um, so weird. It, it's it's so weird. I don't know if he'd be there at 41. There's very, there's a chance he could. Um, he's He could also be one of those guys where he's a late first round pick and like we've talked about, those guys don't fall to 41. Um, maybe one of these first round tackles falls and, and you jump up later in the first round to get one. I could see that potentially happening. Um, and I don't think losing Paradis and Turner with the combination of signing Juwan James makes it more likely that you go ta- makes more likely that you go offensive line in the first round. I think they were prepared to lose Paradis. Um, I don't know if they thought they were going to lose Billy Turner. I really think they thought they were going to get Billy Turner for three years, 15 or less. As instead of Juwan James? There was a weird report out there about that um, that said the Broncos moved on from Billy Turner and pursued Juwan James. Bizarre. 
That's that makes me think Billy Turner was the answer at right tackle. That's concerning to me. Much happier with Juwan James over there than Billy Turner. So what would you rather have? Because I imagine with Turner coming in at $7 million, and let's say the Broncos were trying to get him at 6 I imagine their plan was to keep Paradis and Turner for, what, that'd be $15 million total if they were able to get Matt for 9 as opposed to Juwan James for 13 what would you rather have? Juwan James. I don't really care about the money. Just give me the better player. I think I would too. And Matt Paradis is the better, the best player of those three. But I really don't like having the uh, uh, um, a question mark at right tackle for the sixth straight year. That need needed to be taken care of, and they took care of it with Juwan James. Now, like I said, Matt Paradis is best player. But right tackle is just more valuable. Yeah, I'm going to just touch wood here. But, man. He did it. This this team, and I know we, t- we just talked about this, but let's just say that a certain offensive lineman got injured. They'd be in big trouble. The guy we were just talking about. What are you going to – like, what is your pl- – Right now, what is your plan? There is – There's nothing. It's like, what if Joe Flacco got injured? I'll touch wood again. <laughs> Zero plan. That's the that's the mark of a mediocre at best team. And Ryan, I got this is a guy that has missed half a season two out of the five years in his career. Isn't that everyone though? I mean <laughs> aside from, you know, the guys who are lauded for being Ironmen. Not every other year. Two out of five. Two out of five, but he's on track that this next year would be that that year. It's literally been every other year. Oh, so it's been two out of four. It's been, well, so no, the first year, healthy. Second year, missed half a year. Third year, healthy. Fourth year, missed half a year. Fifth year, healthy. So sixth year. It's like uh, the Giants in the World Series earlier touch this wood, decade. Why don't you? <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to have a plan. And that leads me to believe you have to draft a tackle. Because if you draft a tackle, then all of a sudden you have depth. You have tackle depth. And are you drafting a tackle in the first round, or can you do that later in order to have the depth that you want? Well, do you want to draft a starter, or do you want to draft a depth piece? Well, do you want to draft a good depth piece? I mean, what what are you going for? Are you going for just the the semantics of, look, yeah, we have this tackle behind Garrett Bowles and Juwan James, or do you actually want to tackle? I'm saying go get yourself a tackle and have, look, we have a first-round pick behind behind our first-round pick tackle. <laughs> John Dwayne, was John James a first round pick? I think yep, he was number twenty. Yeah, three first round picks in our tackle room. Yeah, let's see if let's see if we can make him first round picks. There you go, Mike. Yeah, that's a uh, that's definitely. I I think that's a good plan. But then not, what what about giving exciting. Vic his inside linebacker? Vic, you got to turn <laughs> your third round pick into your inside linebacker. Yep, and that's okay. That's okay for me. For me, it's okay to give the best linebacker coach in history, not you, you know some some average pieces. Yeah, I mean the Dome Patrol had some average pieces before they were the Dome Patrol. Exactly. I realized that was a hundred years ago, but <laughs> just saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I think ta- I really th- should we do a, uh, a where are you now on the, on the first round pick? What's that mean? Because we did before the combine, after the combine. Now ah, we're doing after free agency. Ah, yeah, let's do it. All right, 
What do you got? I think the man, man, the trade back has been so, has made so much sense. Didn't you call trade back last time? Yeah, I did. And uh, right now I'm not as high on cornerback as I was. And last time I went trade back and draft whatever cornerback is there at 20. Right now, gosh, I don't want to get too caught up in this hype. I can't, I can't decide between inside linebacker and uh, and tackle. Where you, where where would you lean? I don't know, but uh, Earl Thomas to the Ravens. I guess it makes sense why they moved on from Eric Weddle now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they don't look too bad now, do they? Four years, 55. So I saw a report this morning the Browns were talking to um, Earl Thomas and Eric Berry. wonder if there's a chance they go with Eric Berry and that the Browns land him. That would be, wow, that would be a, a, a very interesting move. Would be. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next question. Oh, wait, I still have to give my pick. Mm. I was trying to get out of it. Um, I'm going to say they go. They trade back and take offensive line. So they trade back three spots. I was going to say, I actually, I don't see, right now, I don't see a trade back at offensive line. So I'll go with that. I'll say they stay at 10 and draft offensive line because I think they're going to have one guy. I don't think it's I don't think like cornerback they're going to be okay with two guys or with inside linebacker they'd be okay with Devin Bush which would obviously be option B. I think with offensive line in the first round it's one guy. And you don't feel comfortable moving back 3 spots to get him? No. No. And and I'm okay with that. And if you're moving back 20 spots because there's two guys and you're okay with either one, I love that move. If you have one guy, don't risk it. Don't risk it. Fair enough. Um, offensive line does feel like it feels like the smartest move to me. It does, especially because well, you don't want to go into the season without Vic Fangio having his linebacker, but I could see John Elway saying, "Man, we got you two linebackers. Todd Davis is under contract. He played well next last year, and we just drafted Josie Jewell. Those guys could play." And Keyshawn Bieria and Alexander Johnson. I mean, John can make a case that there is so much young talent for Vic Fangio to mold. All right, let's move on here from the next question from David Coithen. says, my wish for free agency was three starters. With Jackson and James were improved yet cash-strapped. Paradis is gone, so helping the line is a must. Getting an O-line veteran, Remmers Lang, I can't believe people are talking about Remmers. Uh, would allow us, and now now that I'm saying that, they're going to sign him, uh, would allow us to improve on all three levels of our defense in the draft. A great draft could get us back in the conversation of best defense in the league. How would you approach rounding out the roster? Keep up the great work. Wavy Dave. Well, that's my co- When we were just talking uh, with the last question, that's a question that popped into my mind was, is John really going to make this team well-balanced and, and, and well-rounded? I'm not sure. I mean, he wants to keep the defense. He, he, he's had an emphasis on defense since Super Bowl 50. I could see him saying, look, we got you Juwan James on offense. Uh, we're keeping Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, we got Joe Flacco. That's, that's a significant upgrade right there. Now let's give the resources to our defense to keep them great, and then we can be serviceable on offense and great on defense, and that's a path to winning. That's been, I think that's been their plan all along is – 
let's create a defense that's good enough to stop Patrick Mahomes with an offense that's good enough to not suck. How how would you grade this defense right now? Are they good? Are they great? Are they excellent? They're good. Are they so is that top fifteen? Yes. That's it? Or are they top well, ten? I think their ceiling right now is with what the pieces are right now. Don't look at the draft. Yeah, between 10 and 15 feels like they're ceiling to me. Okay. Now, let's say they get Devin White and... I shouldn't say that. Because of the Fangio effect, I'd say their ceiling is top... Inside the top 10, maybe like 7. Okay. Okay, between 5 and 10. Yeah. They get Devin White and they get a cornerback in the second round. It's top 5. That's what they are right now? That if they If they add those two... If they add those two pieces then their their ceiling is in the top five. Is in the top five. I agree. And I think that's that's how John views a winning team, is top five defense, serviceable offense. I think John can convince himself that this is a serviceable offense right now. Sure. And then in the third round, you, you give the offense something. Maybe but, that's center. But don't you need a offensive line to have a serviceable offense? That's why you got Joe Flacco. I don't even know what word I just said. I tried to say serviceable, <laughs> but it just came out as a mumble jumble of <laughs> random letters. That's why you're paying Joe Flacco. Is this veteran quarterback, he can deal with that. That's naive. Are you changing your mind now? You Am just I? Just offensive line. No, I'm, sa- I'm, sa- I'm saying what John, I think what John may feel. Well, that's what the, that's what the whole point of guessing the, the position is. I'm sticking with offensive line. It just feels like they're investing in that group, finally. With the Munchak, you're going out and paying. I mean, what is they've never paid. Is, is Juwan James the highest paid offensive lineman in Broncos history? Probably. It's got to be. Yeah. So they just went out and got the highest paid offensive lineman in Broncos history. They went out and got probably the best offensive line coach they've had in a long time, if not ever. And now they're going to go draft a a high pick on the offensive line and swallow their pride on Garrett Bowles and figure out what to do with him later. Scratch it. Scratch it. I'm changing it. All right, good, good. I'm I like I like when we disagree. Devin Bush. I don't know where or when, but I think they go Devin Bush and I think it's Devin White if they're at 10. Um I just don't think he falls to them at 10 right now. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are that enamored. So let's say that they trade back. And the best is from 10 to 15. Um, And they trade from 10 to 15. They get Devin Bush. They pick up a second-round pick in the process. Can they trade two second-round picks to get back up into the end of the first and also get an offensive lineman? Yeah, probably. Especially because one of those picks that you know is in the top 10 of the second round. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah. I love – oh, wow, it's really getting windy out there. I love the idea – You can feel it pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Uh, I love the idea of of um, Devin Bush. If it's up to me, I'm taking Devin White or Devin Bush. Don't care who. Give me one of those guys and I'm happy. How do we ignore and, – and this is why I changed it, was the argument I put out there. But also, how do we ignore Vic Fangio saying – I need more inside linebackers. I don't know. I mean, I, I know John's the guy, but and I and I I have not been naive thinking that Vic Fangio is going to have a huge impact on this roster. 
but don't you give him the one position he wants and the one position that he needs and the one position that he's had is so much success with? Don't you give him one? I, I mean, hope you so. have to. Well, couldn't you do it? And you know, what if he really? What if they really like Terrell Hanks? Terrell Hanks. Then pick him up too. Go back to back drafts with two inside linebackers. I'd be so excited if they did that. Because I'm saying, wow, they're going to start Devin Bush and Terrell, Terrell Hanks in the middle, and it's going to be awesome. And it's it's just it's the way you feel with Munchak, right? Man, this guy signed off on him. He must be a stud. Now, maybe in two years we're saying, yeah, this clearly they have no no eye for evaluation. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been saying all year, right? Someone's got to have to turn water into wine. And it's those two. But Fangio's getting paid the most. Well, you got, but that's the thing, is you got Mike Munchak, his guy, one of his guys, so you can still get Vic, his guy, and then they can be turning like grape juice into wine instead of pure water. <laughs> so they just gotta wait, <laughs> let it ferment. Exactly. All right, uh, let's, let's pick up the speed a little bit here. I'm a little worried about you walking outside because you're not very anchored to the ground. <laughs> All I see is sideways white stuff. Yeah, it's. I don't think. In the entire time I've been here, I've never been able to hear the wind outside. So yeah. It's a little scary. <laughs> um, next one here comes in from Bleed Orange Blue. It says, I'm so stoked to get one of those shirts. Thanks to all the other new members who signed up. Um, agree on both. Why doesn't John Elway offer Paradis a one-year deal that's filled with incentives that adds up to being 12 or $13 million if all the incentives are met? Have Paradis bet on himself. And I, Take a paradise. <laughs> there you go. I think actually there was a decent amount of incentives in the contract with the Panthers. So it, it's not like, and look at that, live right now we are seeing, that was like a very specific zoom in on a Denver Broncos scout out at the Oklahoma Pro Day where, of course, Kyler Murray is. He is. Also, it's Marquise Brown, if you want to. If you want to, you know, change it up a little bit. Boy, I mean, that'd be where your first round pick's going. You want to predict that? Sure don't. Here on March you, 13th? But did you see who notably is not at the pro day? I didn't see who notably isn't. Oh, uh, Arizona, right? Anyone from the Arizona Cardinals. Well, they might have a scout. That's got to be intentional. I agree. I mean, They'll bring him in. They already know who he is. They talked to him at the combine. No reason for them to waste the gas to get there. He's he's going number one. Uh, he didn't weigh in. You worried? Or no, he weighed in. He didn't height in. At his pro day? Yep. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> Why he not? Weighed, he weighed in at 205, no height. Why? Because everyone else has been lying about his height, and they don't want it exposed. Honestly, that would be... Have you ever seen the um, the documentary Icarus? No. It's about the blood doping stuff in um, cycling. Cycling, yeah. And they put in this insane system to be able to like take the urine samples, break open this unbreakable thing, the seal, and switch them out and put them back and like reseal it. Wow. If Kyler Murray's height was somehow <laughs> faked at the NFL Combine, yep. at his pro day, I would totally understand it. Uh-huh. They're in control of everything. Yep. The league is in control of measuring these guys. If he was, that was, I mean, we're talking about Similar like stuff. <laughs> a payoff for the ages. Hmm. 
It's not like there's a, a big payoff scandal going on in uh, college sports right now. I totally missed that yesterday. Like I yeah. saw just headlines and stuff. I didn't really get what happened. The crazy thing is it. I don't know how you missed it because it stretched over like every Arsenal college, um, professional actresses and, and actors, um, sports. It, it hit everything. Yeah, I just kept seeing like part of like so and so involved in a scandal. So and so involved in a scandal. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't. It was, some, and then you realize it was the all one scandal. They were paying people to take tests. They were, the way they were paying people to help their kids get in college. Whether that was paying off coaches to to accept them into the school because they they were a part of that quote unquote sport, even though they weren't, or paying people to take SATs for them, or just paying SAT people to boost their scores. There was a lot of stuff going on. Some people are paying half a million dollars for their kid to get in the right school. Yeah, well, that's an age-old tradition. <laughs> We're calling that a scandal now? <laughs> I mean, geez, why have money if you can't use it to buy people off? Oh, man, here's a question for you. How much would you pay to get your kid in to see you? Bro, <laughs> RK Jr. does not need any help getting in to see you. He's a five-star quarterback. <laughs> that just ends up, for some reason, not playing football. But he still gets in. Because dad was paying the school. Well, look, my kid's getting in to see you regardless because of the Ryan Konigsberg School of Journalism. Mm, okay, so there is money going there. Yeah, big money. <laughs> Once I have millions on millions, there's going to be like this sweet all-glass building. And that's the legal way to do it, is you just buy a building. Yeah, buy a building. <laughs> Can't be that expensive. You don't have to buy a person off, you just buy a building. Exactly. There you go. What what led us to this? How did, <laughs> let's backtrack to football. Devin Bush? Something, Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Something about Paradis? Meeting oh, Kyler Murray. Height. <laughs> His <laughs> yeah. height. And uh, so are you saying that there that should be looked into now? Yeah. I'm saying what a genius idea. If you, I mean, if there's one guy who's in charge of doing the heights, that's an easy buyout. Yeah. Like, it's got to be. What are we thinking? Couple hundred thou? Oh yeah, that'll get it done. And that is a worthy investment. It is. Do, do you, you know how when you go into banks and at the door when you walk out, they have the measuring stick on the side, just in case like you rob it, they can see how tall you are. I did not. It know lines that. up really. Okay, so it's good news to know for when <laughs> I rob a bank. Yeah, it 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 shows how tall you are when you walk out. Do you think? Every NFL team had that installed right by the door so that when Kyler Murray walked out of the interviews, they got to see exactly how tall he was. No. <laughs> That's how they got duped by the scandal. It's true. Why wouldn't they just do it again? Because there's there was extra eyes on it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're calling attention to yourself here. Exactly. And if you're if you're five ten, just just be five ten again, right? Just Not say hard. like Kyler Murray got into an unfortunate accident where a quarter of an inch of his heel was sliced off, and so he can't he can't uh, measure it. Oh my in. god! <laughs> what would that be? Um, I don't even want to think about it. He like I, accidentally stood on a buzz buzz saw or something. Oh my god! <laughs> it doesn't have to be real. It's just what your story is. A bomb cyclone hit him. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, from Denver, 24758. I mean, come on. There you go. So we got what? Denver, Champ Bailey, John Elway, Von Miller. Wow. There you go. You hit it. 
Hey guys, new subscriber here. I've been listening for about a year and a half now and finally subscribed so I could help you with the 3P. Thank you. Right Not so on. much a Broncos comment, but I am optimistic about the team. More just wanted to tell you guys you're awesome and go-to for my Broncos info. The podcast alone is worth the money of the subscription. Along with the coverage of the team on the site, it's easily worth 10 times more. Mm. Hey, man, if you want to send us 300 bucks, <laughs> We won't say no. Yeah, exactly. You could have had a lifetime subscription for that mm. price. Anyways, he says, just wanted to show my appreciation for all you guys do. P.S. On the food talk, New Mexico has the best green chili ever, and In-N-Out isn't trash. But not worth the hype. I think that's where I fit in now. I don't know. You sounded to pretty much love the burger. It was good. It, you were just raving about it. It was good. <laughs> I'll give him that. It was good. I'm off the hate train. Speaking of, I just want to get this email in uh, because we were sent mm. an email about a comment we made yesterday. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Says... Um, Anyways, I'm going to get to the part where he says, as someone who used to help protect New York City's watersheds, mm. I can tell you the drinking water is world-class and would not have deterred Matt Paradis <laughs> from leaving uh, for the country jets, as, Je <laughs> as Zach called them. But he chose Carolina, maybe more of his Idaho country, just as I predicted. Yeah, yeah. The, the Carolina... I wonder if there's direct flights from Carolina to Idaho. Probably no direct flights anywhere from Idaho. yeah. I feel like you have to fly into Denver, so probably direct oh, to Denver. Awkward. But but DIA is kind of in the countryside, so. I got to say, my guy, Chris came in from Chris Hawkins. I've had New York City drinking water. It is not world class. I think I've just always avoided it. Like, I'm not saying it's, like, unhealthy for, you know, for you to drink. I'm just saying it's not, it doesn't taste good. Bad or just average? Ah. Uh, not good. Not good. <laughs> like enough where you'd rather just go down to the bodega and get a bottle of water. The bodega? Yes. Look at you. What? That's what they call a corner store in New York. <laughs> I know. You're, you're so cultured. I, I'm extremely. I mean, look at me. <laughs> I'm extremely cultured. All right. From K Pang. He says, hey, guys, I'm from Hawaii, too, on Oahu. Ryan, I think you're thinking of ki chicken katsu or Mochiko Chicken. Mm. Hawaii has so many good spots to eat. If you're ever in the area, wouldn't mind giving you guys some places to eat, uh, but you may have to give up your diet while you're here. So it looks like Chicken Katsu, uh, also known as Panko Chicken, or Tori Katsu. That's a Jap Japanese dish. Let me see a picture. Which is popular. It kind of looks like, that's, it kind of, it looks like chicken stuff. fried chicken. That That's what it looks like. So, Got to look up the other one. Mochiko sounds a little bit, maybe more like what you're going for. Just, just the sound. Uh, ooh, hmm. I Google it and it comes up with uh, sweet rice flour. Well, that's clearly what they fry it in. The sweet rice. Oh, here we go. I, this is it, dude. This is the stuff. Yeah, I could have even told you, and I've never even had it. This is the stuff right here. It looks amazing. It looks like better popcorn chicken. Mochiko chicken. It was amazing, I gotta tell you. Man, it looks like you can throw some sauce on it, too. All I remember is I went out to dinner with my family. This was a long time ago. I was probably 15 years old. Wow. And everyone ordered different stuff, and I just asked, like, what's the best thing here? And they said this. And I got it, and my whole family was jealous. <laughs> it looks like sesame chicken, maybe without the sauce. It's not as as heavy as sesame chicken you know mm. sesame chicken feels like you're eating like a slice of bread with every bite that's the biggest problem 
Yeah, exactly. It's, you feel awful after. Uh, also, a place I remember I went to in um, Hawaii, it was a sushi restaurant called Sasabune, and they had no menu. Hmm. You just sit down, and the chef brings you whatever he wants. No way. Yep, and you can just sit, say, like, when you're done, you just say, I'm done, or you just keep going. No way. That is too cool. And you don't know how much it costs until you get the bill. No way. And then you say, oh, you know what? You say, I didn't want any of that. You're like, what? You didn't even tell me what you were bringing. I didn't know that was $20. Let me. It was the best sushi I've ever had, though. Oh, so. oh I bet. All right, from Sutton14, Thomas87. Uh, could Tavon Austin be a value-signing burner and gadget guy to give Scangarello to pair with Joe Flacco? He's affordable and fits the role we lack. Is he affordable? I don't know. If he's affordable, then that, that would make sense. He's Remember, he set the contract for Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. He got four for 44, I think. Yep. And then Emmanuel Sanders followed up right behind him and got the same. It's for a value. I like him. I cannot believe people have been paying him one for five. Oh yeah is yeah, that I'd what he it. deserves i would do it i don't know if he i mean just it's hard for me to say that anyone's going to be a value deal with the way it is right now but now that we're entering it kind of goes like this everyone's getting paid way too much money huge cliff yep everyone gets paid way too little or well, bargain signings last year he played in seven games with the cowboys 140 receiving yards 55 rushing yards Really, you got to go back to 2016 with the Rams when he had 500 receiving yards and 159 rushing yards. Still pretty weak for the money he was getting. Exactly. Um, yeah, if you can get him one year, $5 million, go ahead and do it. But I'd almost rather trade for John Ross. Trade for John Ross? Mm-hmm. Hmm. If he's still available out there on the trade block. Yeah, yeah. Because he's going to cost you like $2 million. Right. Yeah, I like that. Next one here from K-Pang. Just saw the Cardinals signed Hunley as a free agent quarterback. I think we can all agree the writing is on the wall. Murray is their guy. But now teams, a.k.a. the Broncos, need to trade for Rosen. What do you think? I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, absolutely. The Broncos need to trade for him. They're open to it. Like I said yesterday, other teams have to be in love with the idea, right? I just don't think the Broncos being open to it's going to be enough. Just based on what I've heard, and I want to hear your opinion on this. From what I've heard, the answer is yes. Do you think the Do you think John Elway cares about the politics of his franchise quarterback? Yeah. Don't you feel like they would want to be on the same page? You want to be on the same page, or at least not on the exact opposite page? John John is a strong-willed guy. And and he hasn't been afraid to put his feelings out there. I mean, didn't he write? <clears throat> yes. Was it a letter to to Trump, or was it a it congratulations? Was a, it was no, it something was a, to the White House. It was a letter of a recommendation for whatever's. I don't know this stuff. One of the um, uh, judges. Oh yes, yes, and, and John wrote it, of course, on Broncos. Well, it wasn't Broncos letterhead. That was a big thing. It was oh. John Elway's official letterhead, which has Broncos stuff on it. Okay, yeah, I know it had the logo, right? Yeah, I don't know the guy's name. I don't know any <laughs> of the story. All I know is there is a thing with John Elway. And so he's. But you're right. He's not afraid to make his politics known. Everyone knows that he is a Republican. Right. Exactly. And I, I sure, yeah, I do think so. I do think that would be. Everyone knows that Josh Rosen is 
on the exact opposite side of, of <laughs> yeah. the aisle. He's worn a hat to prove it. He sure has. So I personally don't believe, you know, I'm saying like separation of football and politics, like separation of church and state. Yeah. But neither <laughs> neither of those things happen. I can't believe we're, we're even going this far into that. <laughs> but uh it's it's just not I just don't think it's going to happen for that reason and maybe it's there's football reasons as well. I just don't think John Elway wants to be in a a political battle with his, you know, with his first round quarterback. With your franchise guy. Yeah, or I guess not a first round former first round quarterback who is projecting to be your first your franchise quarterback. Yeah, I I totally agree. All right, Zach, let's take a break here and we'll get to the final segment so you can get home without blowing away. <laughs> Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing. You know, just very friendly and family oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast, and I have to admit, this this storm is already worse than I expected. <laughs> what did it take? It took one hour? One hour of like hard <laughs> snow going sideways. I'm like, okay, all right, I guess there actually was a storm coming. So you ready to fully embrace the bomb cyclone? I'm gonna have to see like like I we're looking out over the road here. I'm gonna have to see some some cars sliding around before I say everything should have been canceled. And I I, I need to see like lit tornadoes. I need to see cyclones happening. What if there was like ten like snow tornadoes just like ripping through that would be would it be awesome or terrifying well i'm talking not like destructive like mile wide like <laughs> twisters i'm talking about just like little like dust devils have you ever like dr- driven through the desert and you see the little like yep. dust tornadoes yeah like that but with snow oh man that would be cool that would be way cool uh from k Peng. the trade of odell to the browns is insane landry kareem hunt and joku Mayfield and Beckham that's a scary team on paper thoughts on the Browns being a contender how are they not what I, I'm they're 12 to 1 favorites to win the Super Bowl not favorites but 12 odds. to 1 odds yeah that's crazy that's that a bad is bet whack <laughs> that's a terrible bet I think I, I love the Browns um th- what what a fun team they're gonna be they're gonna be interesting entertaining I I'm skeptical on them being like great this year. I I think they'll win the AFC North. I I do think they'll do that, especially after this trade. I said it before the trade that they'd win the AFC North. Um, but you know, get 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 to the playoffs. Have a winning season. It, if they do that, that is a huge success for them this year. And then once they get there, then you can talk about going deeper in the playoffs. I always say uh, so much of coaching success has to do with coming into a good situation. I'm blanking out. Freddie Kitchens is coming yep. into a great situation. Yep. They've got something cooking in the kitchen, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, there you go. Is it... <sighs> He better be good with dealing with personalities. 
He dealt with Baker. Baker is a exactly. personality. Exactly. Now, can he deal with OBJ? Can he deal with Jarvis Landry? Let's say Jarvis Landry doesn't get as many targets because OBJ is getting them all. What about David Njoku? I mean, they also have Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. It is wild. The and talent. Nick Chubb, who is great as a rookie. And then their defense also has some talent, too. We're talking Miles Garrett. So, I mean, the ceiling for this team for the next 10 years is so high. At least for the next few years, obviously, they're they're going to have to pay Baker eventually. Yeah. As, as long as Baker's on his rookie contract, they are a contender. And they have, what, three years for that? Yep. No, four, because you get the fifth-year option. Yep. Man. Well, they're probably going to want to sign him up, but still, this is uh, this is cool. Is anyone not rooting for Baker Mayfield? Like, I think everyone thinks Baker Mayfield is dope. Maybe I'm just living in a world where I think Baker Mayfield is dope, but it feels like everyone feels that way. Yes, everyone our age. I know his attitude rubs, rubs some people the wrong way, and it doesn't for me, and so, sometimes that uh, does. The old folks is what you're saying. Exactly, <laughs> uh, and probably the AFC North hates him. Well, yeah, <laughs> but still, I feel like the whole world wants the Browns to be good this year. Can you see the Browns beating the Patriots in the AFC Championship oh, game? Oh, God, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't see the Browns. I Like, I know they're going. I, I shouldn't say I know. I feel like they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But I can't see it happening until I actually see it. Right. I mean, who who is it that – who do you feel would beat the Browns in the playoffs? The Patriots? Obviously. The Chiefs? Probably. The Chargers? I feel like anyone would beat them because they've never been there before. <laughs> and that's exactly what I said. That is my uh, expectation for them is make the playoffs and that's it. All right, now we got flickering lights going oh. on around here. The cable's going out. <laughs> Things are getting pretty intense. We got to work. We got to work quicker. We got to work quicker. <laughs> and I, I think we're still an hour away from the blizzard warning hitting. Well, good. <laughs> All right, uh, from Kanoi28, I got inspired by uh, RK's turnaround on In-N-Out and went today and ordered what he recommended, and it did not disappoint. Mm. Look, I'm helping mm. you people now. You know, I'll try it. You should. It's right up your alley. Uh, it seems like ever since he bashed on the place, it got exceptionally tastier. <laughs> Even the light well fries is passable. Good call. That's someone else's credit for that. I will never eat their fries. It, not even lightly well done? <sighs> Just no, like a steak. I don't want to. I don't want to try. They're too bad. Uh, however, all the burger joint talk here got me all mixed up, and I asked the guy from some extra Shake Shack, Shack sauce, and he was like, "Come on, man. Whoops." <laughs> so, did you get the like? Did you get the animal sauce? Right, extra Shake Shack. So probably shouldn't have said Shake Shack. That's what. That's the point, Zach. Right. Yeah. Pro- what's it called though? It's called animal sauce. I don't know what it's Animal called. Animal sauce. Yeah, that sounds weird. Should have said in and out sauce. Like, I don't know what it's called. McDonald's sauce? No, Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, that's That's man. the real code. <laughs> Anyways, he says, question. Can you guys get me hyped for some tier two or tier three players uh, we can hope to target with any funds left? I'm already over the shiny new toys. All right, get ready for this. He's 6'5". 250 <laughs> pounds, former third-round pick, coming from the Ohio State University, Jeff Hireman. Man, I'm hyped. <laughs> Let me tell you. He can run. He can block. He can, he can be on the line at the snap of the ball. 
He's a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just like rather, with all due respect to Jeff Hireman, I just rather get some other guy at tight end who is six five, two fifty, and I've never heard of him. I, I completely agree. I, I completely agree. Just start new. Just give me something that I don't know about, so I can be like, oh, this guy might be good. When we're talking about them signing Jeff Hireman, and he's what about Zach Kerr? Yeah, he's out there, and I think that I think that'd be a very good value guy, especially letting Domitaw yeah. walk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, use that money for Zach Kerr first. I agree. What's Jeff Hireman's best season? It was last year, 200 yards. Um, I believe it was under 200. All I know is he topped his his previous best season was 141 yards. The next year he topped it with 142 yards. I think he, yeah, it must have been more than that this year then, because I think he ends up averaging like 165 a season. Yeah, I think he got in the twos. Anyways, he says, lastly, plus one on Zach's being over the top initially, but has definitely grown on me and certainly on my wife. It's infectious <laughs> now. Embrace it, baby. Uh-oh, ladies. Watch Uh-oh. out. Uh-oh, we're talking about ladies, man. Watch out. <laughs> what, Someone, is, what does plus one mean, though? Um, Just like, like a, a in, notch in, in my book? That. Oh. I agree. Oh. oh. Well, I appreciate that, Kanoi. It's going to be his wife's going to be your plus one. On the next <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. And then did we ever talk about how uh, Anna from Brazil or probably Anna mm. from Brazil chimed in and said that um, her mom doesn't speak English, but enjoys listening to the podcast just for Zach's <laughs> laugh because Zach's <laughs> laugh transcends language. I, I make bomb cyclones go away. You better start working because <laughs> you're the one who has to drive. Uh, all right, moving on here from Matri. Five Guys is overwhelming. That's all he says. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> well, I mean, he goes on to talk about football. But, but he just wanted to drop in that Five Guys is overwhelming. I understand. I mean, you walk in and you're surrounded by peanuts, which is a good thing if you know how to handle that. And then the menu, <laughs> there's just, <laughs> there's so much going on. So wait, there's five guys and you're surrounded by what? <laughs> peanuts everywhere <laughs> oh peanuts oh okay i, I, I thought I, I thought i heard something else <laughs> i mean you just put you put your hand in just mounds of peanuts <laughs> yeah you i see i love that because I you too. realize like i don't actually have to order fries exactly exactly that that those are them that's a that's like a, getting a tier three free agent those peanuts <laughs> Saves you money, gets the job done. It's true. Not as good as the fries. It's true. Wow. But now your bill is under ten dollars. So what's the tier two? Mm. Is that like is that like getting the tomatoes? Tier and two the is lettuce? just getting a single stack burger and mm. fries. Yeah, yeah. And single stack, just for people that haven't been to Five Guys, their normal hamburger and cheeseburger comes with two. Also, don't get the regular sized fries. It's big? Too big. Oh it's yeah. Like they're... The large it's like is, in a popcorn thing. The large is like in a like a large cup for soda, <laughs> and, and it overfills. Not only do they fill that, they fill like half the bottom of the bag. Wow! Do I remember right where they have some uh, yeah, uh, Cajun sauce? Yeah. Did you do that? Or Cajun spice seasoning? I did it the first time I went there. It's good, but like Matri says, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I do like to dip their fries for some reason in malt vinegar. 
Mm. They have that as an option there. I would I never do it anywhere else, but I see it there and I'm like, oh, that's good, and I like it. I need to try that. Have you never done that? No, just has never been an option. Right, right. <laughs> Let's do it. I didn't. Uh, I haven't had a chance. I would. You have to be ready for the smell. Ugh. You, you can you can smell it from like three tables away. Man, growing up, my mom used to clean the hardwood floors with vinegar, and Ooh. I always thought it smelled like stinky feet. But some <laughs> people think it smells good, so I don't know if I could do the vinegar. All right, moving on here to his non-food uh, take. Do you see Elway is almost forced to take a quarterback at 10 based on how the draft falls? For example, if, if White and their top-rated corner are gone before 10 and no one's willing to trade up with them, could this maybe force Elway's hand and leave him no other choice? He really wants a quarterback here trying to come up with all scenarios. <laughs> maybe he just goes D-line or O-line in this case, but I'm still holding out hope that our future QB1 will come out of this draft. Thanks for all you guys do. Look forward to the pod every day. You know, it's interesting. We talked about this right before the pod um, with what are the Giants doing? I mean, it seems like they are tanking, but for what? Does that mean they're not taking a quarterback this year? And so, Ryan, I asked you the question, let's say Kyler goes number one overall. Is there a chance that Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke are there for the Broncos at 10 because the the Jaguars just signed Nick Foles? Repeat that. Is there a chance that Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke are there for the Broncos? And, And I don't need you to project that, but let's say both of those guys are there. What does John do? Does he like Dwayne Haskins? Because I don't think he does. He uh, So Dwayne Haskins, a lot of people's number one quarterback, maybe not now, but a month ago. And uh, Drew Locke, clearly John Elway has loved in the past. You pass up on both? Yep. You hopefully trade back. Right. With Washington, who jumps up. Uh, you seen like a, a cat fly around no, outside or something? Like, like multiple chairs just <laughs> fell over uh, from a table outside. Got it. You got to board up these windows. Something's gonna come flying through. I'm sorry. I'm starting to believe the hype. <laughs> yeah. Starting With, to believe the hype. Maybe that's what a bomb cyclone means. Is like things will be flying. Just bombs flying. <laughs> like, just, yeah, that's oh, this is getting intense. What were we talking about again? I'm I'm scared. Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Neither. Trade back. Someone wants them. What do you do? What would I do? Mm-hmm. I would take Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take a quarterback. We just haven't talked about it. I just had to check your temperature. Yeah, I'm still I still like quarterbacks. <laughs> the the most important position in the sport. You still think you need them. Still think you need those guys. All right, from Mark and Hawaii chiming back in with another long one, not quite as long as yesterday. <laughs> We're working our way back to normalcy. He says Aloha, RK and Z Money. You like that? I do like that. Right, Big we'll, fan. We'll, we'll stick with that. I appreciate you guys indulging me with my very long post. It was a lot of pent up feels and comments that accumulated since my last comment way back. Anyway, Ryan, to answer your question about the chicken you enjoyed on your Hawaii, bro, you got to help me out with more info because there are so many kinds of chicken dishes here and countless restaurants that serve them. Do you remember where you ordered it from? Nope. The restaurant name? Nope. Can you at least describe what kind of restaurant, what the dish looked like, and what else was on the dish? Nope. Actually, I can tell you what the restaurant looked like. It looked like a grocery store. A small, conv- like a small, what? I'll call it a market. Okay. It was like a small market. Okay. They had lots of fish, lots of like fresh tuna, all the things that you get when you're at a coastal place or a island. And then they also had like a small, smaller menu. So you could get like, po- you could get like poke, 
or anything like that of the tuna and fish stuff. Yeah. But then they also had this chicken thing. I'm pretty sure it was the Mochico? Mochico chicken. Because he chimes in and says, there's garlic chicken, Hawaiian crispy fried chicken. That could have been it. Korean style fried chicken, Mochico chicken, grilled huli huli chicken. That one looked good. I just Googled that. That's just like that chicken pineapple with like a nice sauce. Yeah. There's also chicken katsu, uh, but that is breaded. And you told Zach it wasn't breaded. What? It was fried. Right. So it had to be breaded, right? Yeah, I think so. Man, oh, I didn't know Hawaii had was known for fried chicken. They have like their own style on everything. So there's so many good things in Hawaii. I got to get down there. I, and if you just like any sort of sweetness in your food, it feels like all of their great dishes yeah. have like just a nice little. Yeah, the pineapple zing. Oh, so good. Anyways, he says, speaking of Zach, to be fair to RK, I agree that he did at least try in and out again. Zach, I live on an island, and I've had a Hot Pocket and Cadbury eggs. Okay, well, well, I mean, you live in Hawaii. It's not like you live on this small island where you're just forging for things. Hey, you don't know what island he lives on. <laughs> there are some smaller ones. I don't know. He knew about all this chicken. He's got he's to gotta have, have Hot Pockets available. All right. He says, come on, man. Let's, uh, let's have a Hot Pocket and a Cadbury egg tasting pod. Bring your girlfriend on the show to introduce us to, uh, to us, and she can have a corn dog too. <laughs> It'll be harder to get her to have a corn dog than me a hot pocket. Really, I'm open to it. She's not really a hot dog person. Can't blame her. She's a brat person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a hot. I'm a brat over hot dog person. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got, fellas. It always makes me hungry. Listen to you guys, so I gotta go eat something now. <laughs> Peace out and aloha. Man, Bye. I hope he's going to go have some chicken now. Is my guess. Colon from Mullins mm. with a little mini poem here. Had Nando's last night where I often dine. Never disappointing. It was purely divine. Tender, juicy chicken with grilling so fine. Wait a minute. Football. Who's going to sign? <laughs> is, there, is there a good food football player out there right now? I don't know. One that makes food or one that has a food last name? Eli Apple. Not available. Ah, yes, yes. Eli Apple. Who are the... Oh, Taco Charlton. Taco, good one. And aren't there two Tennessee Titans players that own a donut shop? they're former players. For, oh, they're former players. You've okay, seen that, that American Express basic <laughs> <Absolutely>. commercial? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the only ones... That's the only ones I've heard of. Have, well, I mean, I'm sure there's more food name guys. Have you noticed uh, this turning quickly turning into a chicken podcast? Love chicken. Great. Great meat. Especially when it's juicy, tender, and fried. Telling you, dude, you got to go to Nando's when you get a chance. Remind me. What it is? Yeah. It's that African... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a place where chicken's supposed to be the best. It's the best. Literally the best chicken I've ever had. All right, from Morsi004. Hey, guys, first time commenting. Love the pod and site. Best way for me to be locked in on my Broncos from up here in Thunder Bay, Canada. Whoa. Thunder Bay sounds like a place where a, where a bomb cyclone would go through. Just daily. <laughs> on the food front, if you're ever in Thunder Bay, you have to try a, per- a Persian? Yeah. It's like a super donut. I thought you were going to say, I thought I was going to read it as Persian, so I'm happy you took that. Well, I thought it was going to be Persian, too, but then I it's a, t- a donut, and right. I just feel like a donut wouldn't be called a Persian. Oh, okay. Maybe, it is a Persian. Maybe it's a Persian donut. It's uh. Oh, I'm getting a look here. It's that. <laughs> All I see is a white blob. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it looks like a cinnamon roll with white 
on it with white frosting. With white on it. With white on it. <laughs> he goes on to say, I like the start of free agency for the Broncos, and the Flacco trade is growing on me. Uh, and like the idea of going inside linebacker and cornerback in rounds one and two. But I still feel like the offensive line and receiving core needs an upgrade. Who are some buy low candidates in free agency or trade front on that, in your opinion? Well, we talked about John Ross. Tavon Austin's another guy like who that. could be a buy low candidate. You can't get up. Don't buy low on the offensive line. That's just a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that. Invest, invest, invest. Receiver. How do you upgrade that if you if you do it in the draft? Where do you need to do it in order to to get an upgrade this year? It needs. Does it need to be in the first two days? Mm. Or I mean, yeah. do, you go, do you go back to the Isaiah McKenzie method and just try to get a speedster in the fifth? No, just get Andy Isabella and just forget about oh, it. Oh, please, please. <laughs> like, as easy as that. And, and if third. not, get Penny Hart, which is kind of more of the Isaiah McKenzie. Yep. Uh, from Cleavers83. Hey, guys, just read on the Over the Cap website that Kareem Jackson's cap hit for this year is only 6 mil, and that puts us at an estimated 17 mil after James' deal numbers get fa- finalized. What do you think we could get with that money? Callahan or Darby, or is that far-fetched with the needed 8 mil for drafts still? Love the pod. Keep killing it. Hard to find Broncos news all the way out here in Jersey, so I appreciate the hell out of this pod. Man, and you wonder if John, when he says that they're looking for value now, if that means they're waiting to see if uh, Bryce Callahan or someone who they could have gotten day one falls and then they snag him up and that's a value, even though it's still going to cost him. But, I, I mean, what, Jeff Hireman's going to be 4 to $5 million? So knock that off and then... Just don't get Jeff Hireman. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen, Ryan. It's going to happen. Or you go and then, and then you add a backup guard or something and that costs you a few million dollars and then you just have to finish the rest of your roster. So yeah. I, I don't know if there's another splash here unless it's a day one guy that really falls. Just go get Bryce Callahan and you can put 10 men on the field. Uh, 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 we officially lost Caleb. Oh, goodness. we got two questions here, so let's go. Uh, any chance you guys think we go after someone like TJ Lang now? I really think the O-line would be pretty solid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. TJ Lang. Trying to get you out of here safe. I appreciate it. What do you think of TJ Lang? I like the idea of going for another offensive lineman. I just – it's probably going to cost you. He's not that good. Um, and you need – you need help on the offensive line, but I think just go in the draft. Go I mean, get your your left tackle of the future, and then you're going to feel much better. What What do we think a, a starting guard is going to cost? $7 million is what Billy Turner Billy, just said. You're not getting less than that for a guy who was a starter for, for a long time. And that's what we need to remember is Billy Turner may not even be a right tackle. He may be a guard for the Packers, so $7 million is there. Yeah. Uh, if you could do it, I guess it's worth a roll of the dice. Maybe go Connor McGovern at guard instead. Connor McGovern, yes. the draft prospect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From Aquaman, since we filled two of our bigger holes at cornerback and right tackle, do you think drafting QB in the first round is more or less likely? Everyone really wants to circle back to quarterback. Years ago, oh, well, let's just go there. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same. Yeah. This is What's this done? It's probably made it less likely. Because this is just showing that John is building a team to win now. Why would you pass up on a Devin White for a quarterback that's going to sit? In that philosophy, I don't agree with it. You can't do it. You cannot draft a quarterback if you're planning on winning now. No. All right, he finishes. Years ago, I used to eat a lot of breakfast Hot Pockets. Absolutely a make and juggle 
as you run out to go to work. No, what? no, I can't. Uh, I can't get behind a breakfast hot pocket. What do you mean? Why? Like frozen eggs? I'm, it, I imagine it's an egg base, right? Yeah, yeah. You got frozen eggs, eggs cheese, that are a little re- bit of sausage. Uh, dude, there's these um, and microwave from, too from the company that brought you toaster strudel. <laughs> they have like breakfast pastries. That are basically like the outside of a toaster strudel, but with eggs and cheese and bacon on the inside. And they're frozen and they're delicious. So is it sweet on the outside like a toaster strudel? Or is it just that? Well, it's just flaky. Mm, I love flaky. I'll try anything that's flaky. (laughs) This would be like a nice path to the hot pocket for you. Anything. There is this loaf of bread that was a cinnamon croissant loaf of bread. No, cinnamon French toast croissant bread. It looks so good. It was like fifteen dollars though. You should have gotten it. I should have. Well, speaking of flaky, Zach, you are not flaky for making it into the <laughs> podcast today. Um, despite a tornado <laughs> cyclone bomb um war blizzard coming through. But <laughs> we made it through the podcast and now we can send you on your way and only hope that you make it through without the bomb hitting. We'll, we'll see. You know what? If not, if I don't make it through, well, this w- it was worth it, Ryan. It was a good last pod. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I can, we can always hang our hat on this last pod. All right. We appreciate you guys for listening. If you are in Colorado, stay safe. If you aren't, I guess you should also stay safe. Uh, but we will likely talk to you tomorrow on the BSN Broncos <laughs> podcast. It's getting me down. BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network.